Amen. Greetings to all in the name of Jesus. This is Drew Warren, and I'm delighted to share with you today. I wanted to share some life principles from the subject, watch and wait. Watch and wait. You know, we live in times where people have short fuses, lack of patience. But we as freedom believers, as we grow in love for the God who first loved us, his compassion to lead us to extend grace and hope to others. Even if they're saved and unsaved, I mean, when we go out into the world, we have to treat everyone with God's love. And I want to just read from Micah, uh, the prophet Micah, chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7 from the NIV. He goes and say, I am, first of all, he says, what misery is mine? I am like one who gathers summer fruit, summer fruit as the glean of vineyard. There's no cluster of grapes to eat. None of the early things that I crave. Verse 2. The godly have been swept from the land. Not one unright man remains. All men lie and wait to shed blood. Each hunt his brother with her with a net. Both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful dedicate the desire. Dictate the desire. They all conspire together. Verse 4. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright worse than a thorn hedge. The day of the watchman has come. The God visits you. Now it's time of their confusion. Verse 5. Do not trust a neighbor. Put no confidence in a friend. Even with her who lies in your embrace, be careful. Of your words, verse 6. For a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are members, are members of his own household. And this is what I want to highlight a watch and wait verse 7. He said, but as for me, but as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait. For God, my Savior, my God, will hear me. You know, Scripture provides many examples of godly patience, long-suffering. Pastor talked about nuggets, truth of the Spirit, long-suffering. But time again and again, the Father made promises to his children, to us, to have us to wait for years, sometimes even decades, for his promise to be fulfilled. But tonight I want to highlight the life principles of watch and wait from the prophet Micah. The prophet Micah, you know, his name means who is like the Lord. God sent Micah to Judah, the people of God who had lost the love from him. You know, Micah sadly lamented the decay of religion in his age where he lived and the immorality which overwhelmed the nation. And God's judgment was against Israel. But the prophet stepped in, and after he could not find one godly, upright person, 
he says in verse 7, but ask for me. I wonder for those on the line can repeat the prophet and say in spite of whatever you see and whatever's going on around you, you can say, but ask for me. I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. The prophet Micah, for the sake of the church, prescribes comfort, which may be used at such time to give counsel to what we do. Look at the conditions of his day that mirrors our current conditions. And I wanted to share life principle one, number one, which is say, don't put your trust in man, but in the Lord. As I read to you, Micah chapter 7, verses 5 to 7, it really describes the crumbling relationships among God's people. Look what he says. He said, don't trust in a friend. Friend will let you down. He goes and says, don't put your confidence in a companion. He goes on and says, guard your doors and your mouth. These are life principles he's teaching us. From her who lives in your bosom. For son is on his father, daughter rises against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And he goes and say, a man's enemies are men of his own family. In other words, he's describing the fact that don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in family and friends. They let you down. But put your trust in the one who will never let you down. First life, first life principle number one. Don't put your trust in man, but put your trust in the Lord. Life principle number two that we read from Scripture, he tells us in verse 7 that he desired to keep his eye on the Lord. Life principle number two I want to share is keep your eyes on God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray so that you would not fall into temptation. That's in Matthew 26 and 41. But I wonder for those who are on Lifeline today is, will you say that I will look unto the Lord as if no one else is before your eyes? I'm going to look ahead like I'm serving the Lord. I'm going to look ahead as God is right there before me. In other words, what we see from Mike, he's telling us as a life principle to keep your focus on God. Don't allow the landscape of corruption to distort your vision, what he's doing, what she's doing, what you hear on the news and this and that. He says, no, don't allow the corruption of landscape to distort your vision, but keep your eyes on God. That's why he says in verse 7, um, chapter 7, therefore I look to the Lord. And he goes to say, I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Which transitions me to the third life principle for tonight. We must not only look unto the Lord, but we also have to wait for him. Scripture doesn't tell us how long we should wait. I don't know about you, but I have to learn in my life that I have to wait on many things. But the prophet tells us not only to look unto the Lord, but also wait for him. The prophet didn't provide how long we should wait for the Lord. When we know it's challenging to wait on, 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 on the Lord because oftentimes during the waiting period, especially in this, in this current time where we want it now, 
we lose hope. There's many examples throughout the Bible of spiritual leaders and patriarchs who did not wait on the Lord and face the consequences of not waiting. For example, King Saul, he did not wait for the prophet Samuel to offer up a burnt offering to the Lord. You can check it out in 1 Samuel 13, verse 7. Saul sent forth Samuel because uh, they were losing the battle with the Philistines. And while waiting, Saul, he couldn't wait seven days. Seven days he couldn't wait for Samuel to come. But Samuel didn't show up. And as a result, Saul took matters in his own hands. And because he couldn't wait on the Lord, as a result of his foolish, his buffoonish act, he lost his position, he lost his palace, he lost his power as a king. But things I want to tell you, but there are so many benefits when we wait on the Lord. There's so many benefits, not only that we wait on the Lord, we, we watch and wait on the Lord. Watching and waiting, what does it do? What does it, do? it builds up hope. Watching and waiting, what does it do? It builds up faith. Watching and waiting, what does it do? It builds up character. Watching and waiting, what does it do to warn? It builds up perseverance. So things in the process of watching and waiting, we learn God's love. Yeah, ultimately that's what we do. We, we really learn God's love, his plans for our lives. So the prophet Micah, he looked at the state of Israel and realized that he had to put his hope and his faith in God to save. And we look at our communities, our cities, our states, our nation, our world. We don't turn a deaf ear, but we keep praying, watching, waiting, hoping that God will save. And while we're watching and waiting, we learn that God can overturn any situation. I had a brother that he wasn't saved. But before he passed away, and today is his birthday, we gave his funeral at Freedom, his life celebration. And he gave his life before he passed away. So we have to watch and wait and know that our prayers are being heard by God. And we learn and know that God can overturn any situation. That's why we don't count anyone out. Because no one. No one is beyond being redeemed. The prophet, he was looking at the condition. He had to keep himself because he started largely listing all the decays and the pearls and the sins of this nation. But yet, he learned because of God's love that I can't count anyone out. So therefore, he turned to say that as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. And I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. When life seems hopeless, redemption makes salvation possible and give us hope. Yeah, hope. When it seems hopeless, God gives us redemption. That makes salvation possible to renew our faith and give us hope. God can be trusted. 
even we have to wait a long time, and sometimes it's a very long time. But even if we have to wait a long time while we're washing away, we'll be able to see the glory in the story. When you're washing away, you got to ask yourself through this life lesson principle, God, show me your glory in this story. Will you trust God? Will you watch and wait on the Lord and face a dire condition? What we learned tonight, Prophet Micah trusted God and his promise of restoration. Just as Micah, God sent Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to confront our sin, to warn us of his coming judgment, but more importantly, last life principle, that God offers hope of redemption and restoration. These are the life principles I'd like to share on tonight. And I pray and hope that as we read Mike and go through it, we'll be able to see the glimpse of Jesus of the hope he gives us. We have done in Calvary that he extends on today, even after 2,000 years. They said there's still room for those to come.